When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Barça Talk. This is Alejandro Villegas coming to you from the first time in 2021 from Miami. And with me today, I have Sergio Rodriguez, who's right now in West Palm Beach, like an hour and a half going up north from where I am right now. And I want to wish you a happy new year, Sergio. How are you? Alejandro, happy new year, man. It looks like uh, Coleman found the cheat code, bro. I know, I know. He's, I mean, it's looking a little bit better. It looks a little bit better, and we are kind of happy now that Barcelona has won three games in a row. But how's, I mean, how's the, how were the, the holidays? How did you, I mean, did you enjoy it? You didn't, you didn't get to see any snow, but you had the the heat here in, in South Florida, so it was a little bit better, right? Well, yeah, the, the weather's pretty good over here, you know. So, but hey, it's a pandemic, so we're like kind of mm -hmm. shut down and uh, yeah, uh, just stayed in, and uh, you know. My wife tried to make tamales out here. <laughs> and it didn't happen? <laughs> and uh, it was very, very difficult because it's a tradition for the kids to make tamales and they wanted tamales. Right. And it's like, oh, man, finding the ingredients out here was was pretty difficult. And uh, so, hey, but she, they build them. They, we all ate them. And uh, we're, we're five pounds happier now. <laughs> I think we all are. Because it's, I mean, holidays are a synonym of eating a little bit, right? So we did that and we enjoyed the holidays and now we're ready to come back and, and enjoy some Barcelona playing. I mean, Barca has won three games in a row, three games in La Liga, and all of them have been outside of Camp Nou. That, that, I mean, that was a little bit of a, a difficult matter for this team in the beginning of the season. And it has been in the last couple of years uh, away from Camp Nou to try to stay at the same level. It, it happened with Valverde, it happened with Setien, and now it has happened with uh, Ronald Koeman as well. So three games in a row, that of course, it's uh, very good for Barcelona. We, I mean, we know the, the possibilities in La Liga are far, far away, but uh, seeing Barca in the top four, it's always uh, a good feeling, right? It's always uh, comforting, even though against Huesca, it was a 0-1 match, very complicated game then against uh, Bilbao it looked like a, a game that could have been a goleada and then it ended up 3-2 uh, because of an error by Messi and now finally a, a game when you you kind of watched and you were never worried about Barcelona losing or tying this game so you know what I think we talked about it before the uh, holidays right that the schedule was kind of light coming up in the break there was a lot of games in, in at the end of uh, of December and then going all the way to mid February. Yeah. And uh, it was time to, to get fat on these teams and start, you know, getting some of those points. And and we started off slow, right? Mm -hmm. We started off tying two games, you know, with Valencia and I forgot the other team, but it started off at home. A bar. And then, so, so after that, we started picking up steam and we switched to the four, three, three, Ale. You yes. know, we switched to the four three three, and all of a sudden, El Braz got the boot because he was just <laughs> a freaking waste. So yes, those four points that Barcelona lost against Valencia and Eibar at home, 
would have Barcelona tied with Atletico right now because Barca oh is four, four points behind Atletico. Of course, Atletico has still three games to play. They couldn't play this weekend because of the snow over there in Madrid. But that gives you an idea of, I mean, Barcelona had it to be a little closer to the teams that are on top in La Liga. So that's going to be our first subject today because Ronald Koeman has been a little bit more creative lately, right? He's uh, tried with the 3-5-2 He's shown a little bit of the 4-3-3 as well. It's not only 4-2-3-1 like it used to be in the past, right? When we, we knew, okay, it's going to be 4-2-3-1 and we'll see what happens here. Uh, settling to this 4-3-3 uh, formation, Sergio, do you think that's that's the key for this team to actually play as well? Or do you think it should be changing depending on the rival that you're going to face like we've seen in the last couple of weeks? You know what? I think he gave Brathwaite a chance, right? It's like, okay, let's put Brathwaite as the nine up top and see if we get anything out of it. And unfortunately for, you know, four or five games, he has played and, and, it, and it hasn't given us any advantage. It hasn't given us any goals. So I think it was time to change it up. And I think, you know, you know, Barcelona is known for, for the 4-3-3, right? For, from La Masia up, we yeah. all play the, they all play the 4-3-3 so it was uh I think it was just a more tinkering to see if that would fit and if everybody was comfortable and I'm pretty sure all the players were telling them like hey we're more comfortable let's back up you know let's let's give the defensive more the defense more cover right mm -hmm. instead of having two in the pivot you have three in the midfield and you give the defense more cover instead of having four or five up top that don't participate in the midfield Um, so I, I, I think it's a combination of those 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 problems, right? Uh, give the defense more cover, and Brathwaite is just a waste. Yeah, so it's been three uh, two games in a row when uh, Braithwaite is actually not playing as a starter. It's been uh, Antoine Griezmann. So this four three three formation, uh, I know the first goal came, and uh, I mean it was it was lucky. We had to be honest. It was it was. Uh, Busquets trying to find Alba on the left side, Soldado playing, trying to play defense at the same time, gave the ball away to Griezmann, and Griezmann finally, he came back. And I mean, he, I think it was eight games without scoring a goal uh, for Antoine Griezmann. So coming back to this 4-3-3, did you like what you saw against Granada? You know what? I like Dembele on the right side. I think I always tell you, right? He yes. is way better on the right side. He's I call him Dembezi, right? Yeah. On the right side, he just shakes and bakes. And this whole game, it, a lot of play was happening on the right side, you know. And Griezmann on the left, you know, it is surprising. Yes. Uh, but however, they're rotating. He's rotating with Messi playing the false nine. Mm -hmm. uh, Griezmann's rotating to the right side. So he's not just stagnant right there on the left side. Um, and then you have, you know, the big thing is you have uh, Busquets as the anchor. You know, he's the anchor there. And when he plays a game like this, like you you think like, okay, then Coleman is right, right? And, but games like this don't happen that often where he's more a defensive liability. And just today, it just, he was he was on, you know? Yeah, I remember in the first couple of minutes, we did make a mistake and Ter Stegen saved Barcelona and that changed the whole thing because what happens or what has happened this season is that Barcelona starts losing almost more than half of the games. So, and especially away, it's been hard for Barca to actually get uh, things going and especially things going early for them uh, away. So that was good. That I mean, I think Busquets looked... It's when you have so many people around him, he doesn't look that bad, right? Because right. he has more people supporting him, like you said. And, and in the four through three, that's the case. I mean, he's not by himself coming back trying to grab other people, you know. 
Oscar Minguesa had a, a part to play, you know, because yeah. his speed, mm-hmm. he, he has speed. And today was very evident, you know, his speed was on display where he can cover for Umtiti or if Biscuits makes a mistake, he can cover. And you don't see that when you have uh, Lenglet or uh, Araujo, right? right? They're just big, big dudes. But with Minguesa, you see that speed and it saved us a bunch of times. So it's interesting to see the dynamic once you play the 4-3-3, but you have a defender with a lot of speed that can uh, cover for him. Yeah, for sure. And and having Busquets there and the young a little bit more free also uh, helping the case there. So Ronald Koeman talked during the week, and you can read this on, in blaugranagam.com, that Barcelona has been a team that has been dominating other teams a lot and creating a lot of chances, but not scoring very much. So I guess uh, Koeman or the guys read Blaugranagam and said, you know what? Today we're going to dominate, we're going to create chances, we're not going to make mistakes, and we're going to win. They did all of that, right, in, in this game against Granada. They, you know, I, I think I've seen some graphic on uh, Barca Reddit, right, where, mm-hmm. where Barcelona ranks way at the top of, of creating opportunities. So the opportunities are there, but we're just not clinical, right? Yeah. We're not making the, the goals. And and I think, you know, part of that is Brathwaite. He's just not not making them. So I think it was time for a change and Coleman felt it was time for a change to try uh, Griezmann again and in in return to the 4-3-3 and uh, get some more goals. So I think you told me something, four shots yes. on goal and four goals, you know? Yeah, so they scored, today they scored four goals, you guys know, Barcelona won 0-4 against Granada at Los Carmenes and those four shots were the only four, uh, four shots on target. Barcelona did have more shots, of course. Uh, they shot a lot, they had a lot of chances, Dembele had a couple shots, Uh, uh, Alba had one that was really, really close to being a goal. But those four shots were the four goals. Uh, Griezmann uh, starting the game, then the golazo by Messi, the free kick by Messi also, and then the great play that uh, Griezmann finished with his right leg. And Griezmann was one of them. Yeah, that was a golazo. And Griezmann was, do you remember how many uh, goals Griezmann missed in the beginning of the season, right? He was one of the guys like, oh, my God, man, how are you missing those goals? Ali, I think Griezmann got that spiritual cleansing we talked about, right? He he, he smoked the peyote and cleaned (laughs) himself. Because for that, first of all, think about what happened the first goal. It was a fluke rebound from Soldado. He happens yeah. to be there at the right place, shoots it in. The second goal is, is a, 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 you know, uh, scooped it up. Dembele scoops it up, passes to him. He settles it with the left, shoots mm-hmm. it with the right with on the right angle. side. Yeah. These are, you know, this is, he, I think he's on the right path now, man. Yeah, I know. This, like two months ago, Griezmann doesn't score a goal today. He, the pass goes somewhere else, and he sh- he shot. I mean, he shoots the ball with the right somewhere else, and and it doesn't happen. So yes, I agree with you. Sometimes you need to be a little bit lucky, and have those shots come in and t- in order to score. So in that same article, Ronald Koeman talks about how much uh, Dembele has helped this team. Right since Dembele came back, I think Barca has won all the games. I don't know if he. I don't remember right now if he played against uh, A, but I think he didn't because I remember Trincao playing the last couple of minutes of that game. So uh, Kuman said it's it's about being healthy, right? And that has been the, the main case for Dembele. I remember we talked here, I think, I, I guess we've talked about it a couple of times because he's been injured. Since we started Barca Talk, he's been injured at least three times. And before that, it's been like five times already. So we're kind of used to having Dembele out of the 
out like more than half of the season. For Barca to have a healthy Dembele and a more involved Dembele, uh, making, I think, smart decisions. I mean, he's finding Messi so much better now. And even playing with Dest on the same side that, that hasn't happened in the in the first games of the season, we're seeing a very good Dembele version. What, how, how do you feel about Dembele right now? You know, I, I I agree, right? You know, his biggest knock is is not being healthy enough to play. And once he plays, the his other knock was was being selfish and forcing it, right? But I think now he's more at ease with everybody and is reading people's movements and is is dropping the ball off more to the, to his teammates and and letting them play. So it's a bit more dynamic uh, as far as him up top on the right side. You know, I think today also we saw. Uh, a transition. We saw offensive transition where Messi mm-hmm. passed it to him on the right side, yes. and he had two defenders on him. They <laughs> were so scared. They're like, "Dude, this guy's coming at us really, really fast," and and he tried to, to cross it in. But that's what Dembele provides, right? He is a one-on-one monster. He is fast, and he is very unorthodox with his herky-jerky motion. That for any <laughs> defender, he's just he's scary, you know? Yeah, because you don't know where he's gonna be. He's so good with both feet that you, I mean. He- he, he literally can shoot it with any of them and he can dribble with both of them as well. And I remember that one of those plays ended up in the, the foul that Pedri received right outside of the box. And that ended up being the, the Messi goal uh, in a free kick. The last time we saw a Messi free kick was last season against Osasuna. And the last time he scored a goal away from Cam No, you have to go way, way back to a couple of years ago. So, I mean, we were used to having Messi score so many goals from, from a free kick. And now, in, in, in I mean, this season, it hasn't been the case. So, it, it, I was glad to see that happening in this game. It was it was nice. You know, the, the goalkeeper put up his wall, right, to the near yeah. post. And uh, he, the goalkeeper had the the far post. And that was, you know, he was defending it. And there was two, two defenders that he had like a semi-wall there. And Messi just squeezed it in between them. I don't know how he did it. I was like, how the hell do you do that in between the defender's feet? And he just found the, 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 the gap right there. And it, it was, it happened so fast. The goalkeeper couldn't even react. Right, and and talking about luck, right? I mean, in that yeah. type of play, you have to be lucky because there it was like it was like ten people standing on the way between the ball and the in the actual goal. So the first one, the first goal by Messi was a golazo, and and you can't say anything about it. But the fir- the second one with the free kick, you can you can call it a little bit lucky. You have to be lucky uh, sometimes with those free kicks. Like we saw one from from Pjanic once uh, Messi got out. Pjanic had a, had a chance to do it, and he hit the players there in the chest. So you have to be lucky a little bit in, in these type of cases. So in in that same uh, website blaugranagam.com, I, I want you guys to visit it and give it a read. Pedri was talking about. His goal, of course, against Athletic de Bilbao, but he was also asked about uh, the chances for Barcelona in La Liga, right? Still, I mean, it's almost halfway. We uh, Barcelona has played 18 games right now. Pedri talked about it. He, of course, said that uh, it's a long season. We have a chance if we don't drop any more points. Barcelona is third, waiting for whatever Real Madrid does. As we are recording this, Real Madrid is playing with Osasuna. So 18 games, 34 points. We are four games, uh, four points away from Atletico, but they do have three games to play, so that could end up at 13 points 
still half of the Liga of La Liga to be played, but is there any chance for Barca? We talked about this a, a couple of months ago, but now now the team is winning. Might as well ask you. Uh, right. You know, I think we, yeah, we we did our predictions right at the beginning of the season, and mm -hmm. you know, I think I just wanted a top four finish. You know, I don't I don't think they had. We've dropped too many points, right? right we dropped right. too many points. Atletico's playing, uh, you know, they grind out wins. It's ugly. Um, and then we, we gave him a president named Lucho. Um, yeah, right. so he's, you know, he's, he's scoring some 90 minute goals for him and, and getting some points. Uh, but we're, you know, we're catching up. You know, I think, like you said, they have games on hand and, and we, we dropped those points, those ties with Valencia and, uh, Fibar, yeah. We, yeah, we can't drop any more points. So we, we, I think we could stay top four mm -hmm. for sure. We, yes. we got to maintain and, and, and maintain, uh, uh, being clinical on goal. But we can't make no more defensive mistakes. And, right, and I right. don't know if we're capable of doing that. And we have to remember, uh, we have another team that is behind Barcelona. That's Sevilla. They have two games to be played. And Ooh. they are only four, uh, four games behind Barcelona. So they could go up two points ahead of Barca if they win their two games. So Sevilla is right there. Villarreal is only two points away with the same amount of games. Uh, Real Sociedad is four points away with one more game than Barca. So it's still it's still a, a dogfight there mm -hmm. for the three uh, the three and four positions in La Liga. So that that's that's got to be the the main focus, right? Forget a little bit about Atletico trying to settle in the second or third place of La Liga and then we'll see what uh, what happens. Yes, it's it's going to be hard and and hopefully we can we can at least get closer, right? Because La Liga can be very exciting if we have three three teams fighting for it so we'll see if Barcelona can stay up there if Madrid keeps dropping points because they did drop a couple of points uh, in not the last game but the game before so it's very interesting right now as we are recording they're playing in a snow fest in El Sadar at Osasuna so it's a complicated game for them as well we'll see what happens with La Liga so another thing that is difficult uh, Sergio and I want to talk to you about this because this is very important is to find the right tool when you're going to take care of yourself, right? That's going to come to you thanks to the guys from Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. They're so good at what they do. They offer products that are very precise in that area. Having an injury in that precise area, it's very difficult. Uh, I, we want to invite you, of course, to use the, the promo code BTP20. The promo code is BTP20, and you will get 20% off and free shipping That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Remember, use the promo code BTP20 and your balls will thank you. Let's go on a quick break and we'll be back with more on Barca Talk. Welcome back to Barca Talk. We are talking about Barca's three wins in a row in La Liga. That was Huesca, that was uh, Bilbao, and that was uh, Granada. The three of them away from Camp Nou, and now Barcelona is back in Champions League spots. And hopefully, in, in the long run, they can stay there uh, and maybe, maybe fight for the second or first positions in La Liga. So, the first topic on this second uh, part of the episode It's uh, it has to be Griezmann, right? He scored two goals. He scored the first one. We were, we talked about it how lucky he was in that uh, play, and then he also scored the uh, scored the fourth one of the game. Uh, a very beautiful play all around. The young finding uh, Dembele, Dembele then with the scoop to to pass the ball to Griezmann, and Griezmann controlling the ball with the left 
hitting the ball with the right and scoring a goal that seemed impossible. So is Griezmann playing better on the left side? We, I mean, we saw Griezmann playing on the left side a little bit closer to the line, I guess, with Valverde, right? We remember how he didn't have any options but to get the ball and give the ball back because he was so close to the line that he wasn't doing anything there. So, But this new version, he's still playing on the left, but he looks like he's closer to the box. How do you feel about uh, Griezmann's performance in this new position? You know, I I think he's going to be rotating around. You know, I, I don't think that's his, his favorite uh, place to be. You know, I think sometimes he'll rotate as, as the nine and sometimes he'll rotate as, as the right wing, right? Because he's, right. he's left-footed, right? Mm-hmm. And he, he could, he could he's, he'll be that inverted winger. Now, today, in part of his rotations, he wound up on the right wing with Dembizi and they got that scoop shot and he shot it with his right foot. So, you know, I think with him, it's more of a, a touch and feel, how he feels in the game, how the game is going and how he's reading other people's movements and how he rotates around. But even then on the left side, you still see him not attacking. He mm-hmm. still gives up the ball. He doesn't make runs. Um, so I don't think he's comfortable there, you know? Yeah, it's it's interesting to me because sometimes I feel like He has the ball in some areas where he could be more aggressive, like receive the mm-hmm. ball, look at the uh, the goal and see if he can shoot the ball. Because I guess he's trying to still get used to the idea of in Barca, you have to give take the ball, give the ball, take the ball, <laughs> give the ball, right? But you don't always have to do that. And and I saw that in, in the other game against Huesca. And today I saw it a little bit less, but I, I, I was still worried about Sometimes Griezmann gets the ball in some spaces, and I'm like, I'm like, shoot him, man, you're good. I mean, he was how many uh, goals he scored uh, with Atletico shooting the ball from outside the box, right? So why right. not? Right, at least once every game, and and maybe goals can come that way. Today, in, in the first goal by Messi, it was uh, actually Griezmann who carried the ball from almost our own field to the the other team's box. And and I was glad that he didn't ball he didn't give the ball early to Messi, right? Because we're used to like, okay, give the ball to Messi right away. No, he waited out, waited out, waited out, and then gave the ball to Messi when Messi was almost in, in the perfect position for him to score the goal. So I, I, I like that from from Antoine and I don't know. It's it's like it's black and white. You don't know. Sometimes he looks like he's lost. He looks like he doesn't belong <laughs> to this team. And in games like today, he looked like, all right, so this is the guy we paid so many millions for, right? You know, and no matter what his offensive output is, the guy always gives you 100% on defense, right? He always right. tracks back. He, always, he recovers a lot of balls. I think it was a Bilbao game. He had like eight recoveries, you yeah. know, and a lot of times you see him helping out uh, with Alba on the left side. So if anybody needs help, it's Alba. And Griezmann mm-hmm. is there. You know, there was, a, there was, I think there was in the... In the game today, there was a point where the the attacker had uh, Griezmann and Alba one on one, you know, two on one, yeah. and uh, they blocked them out. So it, it, he gives you a hundred percent. Right. That that's a good point because when you put, I don't know, Dembele on that side, or m- maybe Braithwaite does a little bit more of help, but Griezmann is one of those players that's going to come back and and also help in defense. And we know with Messi not pressuring most of the time, we, we need a guy like that that can come back. And this leads me to the next one because this is very important. We are right now in the transfer window. The, the window is open. So we could bring more players right now. And we talked about the possibility of bringing somebody since, I mean, at some point we had Ansu Fati out. 
We had uh, Dembele out. Braithwaite was not scoring goals. Uh, Griezmann was lost. Messi was still mad or sad or whatever was going on with him. So it looked like Barcelona needed uh, another scorer, right? Another uh, forward, another attacking player. But right now, it looks like they don't actually need a striker. I mean, Griezmann shown to be a little bit better. Dembele is playing and he's playing at a great level right now. Messi looks like he's back, especially after that interview. It looks like he's he's in a in a different uh, energy or feeling with with the team. Fati should be coming back in February. That gives you another option. Braithwaite is actually not even playing as a starter anymore. He's playing. He's coming from the bench. That's I mean he's done that in the last couple of games. So that's the option. That's another option from from the bench that you have. Trincao has been an option the entire season, and. Conrad hasn't played in La Liga yet. He played a couple of times in the Champions League, but he hasn't made uh, his debut in La Liga. So does Barca need a striker in this transfer window? Would you bring somebody else to this team? I believe they do need a striker. I okay. believe they need a true nine. I don't think they're going to get it this January. Uh, I don't think the pie is that nine, right? I think there's been a lot of rumors about the pie coming over, especially his contract is up at the end of the season. And I think Leon is looking to get any, you know, anything for him. But he, he's he's not a true nine. You know, he roams around. Um, I think in the newsletter, we had this kind of question, right? Who would you bring in as a nine? I think uh, I said Romelu Lukaku. You like uh, the the Dortmund kid. What's his name? Uh, Holland. Holland. Erling, yeah. Erling Holland. Yes. They do need a nine. You know, I think if Coleman wants to keep that 4-2-3-1, and I think that's his preferred formation, then you need a true striker. And I think right. the team will probably work more so that would be you have an odd man out right either take out Griezmann or or take out Dembele but I think they do need a striker I think they need it but I don't I wouldn't bring him right now I, I agree with you if you bring him in in July when when the season is over that's fine because Braithwaite he already knows he's gonna be in the bench and that's it but the way the team is working right now I don't feel like I would bring a defender right now because we have I mean we have Pique out and I'll have some problems on Titi play today but he also has problems there uh, Minguesa gets a lot of cards he got another yellow card today so he's like Lenglet in that regard they both get a lot of cards and Lenglet was suspended for this game so I don't know I, I feel like defense should be more of a of an issue right now or or even somebody in the middle because I don't know I, I mean I know we're getting Sergi Roberto back but Coutinho is going to be out Kuman is not playing Puch unless he's going to trust Puch a little bit more or even Pjanic I think we have other positions right now that Barca should be more worried, right? And I think there's another wrinkle, right? Now you're seeing, uh, you know, we, we're seeing Frankie De Jong play that, I guess we're calling it a false 10, where he makes runs into the box and he gets, you know, he gets crosses served into him and and, and Messi finds him, right? Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so that's a different tactic that I'm seeing more as we try to break down that low block is we're seeing Frankie just attack the attack the box and people are finding him. That's the best version of, of the young, right? When he's closer to the other box, when he can help, yes, in, in getting the ball from the back, but in not being that third uh, center back like Busquets was doing today. That And he's done it this year sometimes. I feel like uh, that uh, the young version playing closer to Pedri and Messi, it's actually... Uh, way way better so we forgot about Messi we, we had an entire episode and we didn't talk about him so j let's just mention a little bit of uh, he's the Pichichi right now even though he's having probably his worst season he's, since he's been at Barca 
he's the pichichi Sergio what what, what have you seen? I mean the mailman is back he's been delivering <laughs> he's delivering right now <laughs> he's delivering bro dude you knew I think before the game there was like four or five strikers tied for, uh, at nine goals at the top yeah. of the uh, of the of the goal leading table and he scores two tonight and he he gets 11 right so he's in the lead and then shockingly enough Coleman substitutes him out and I was shocked I was like okay I thought you know because it was right after Griezmann scored the goal so then he's making a sub and I'm like I guess Griezmann's coming out you left too bad for him and then I see that it's messy <laughs> but you know what looking at the messy reaction it looked like it was they talked about it in in halftime I feel like they talked about it like hey If we score another one, or even if we don't score another one, I might take you out in around minute 60 when that's that's around when Messi likes to be taken out. If he's going to be taken out, let me play a little bit of the second half at least. I don't know. I, I like the substitution because now we are going to play and on Wednesday. We have to play the Sociedad in a semifinal and we might play a final on, on Sunday if they do advance and that could be against Real Madrid. So Messi needed a little bit of rest there. That's I agree. I agree with you. You know, we talked about, you know, guys being able to play, but they're mm -hmm. not, they're not, you know, sharp, right? right? They're fresh enough to play, but they're not sharp. And when you have a four goal lead, like, uh, you know, and, and Messi has two goals, there's nothing more to prove. You know, there's no point in risking him getting injured, take him out. So I thought it was, it was the right move. And I hope to see that more, you know, yeah. we have to keep that guy fresh. I know. I hope to see that more and to see Ricky Pucci a little bit more too. We saw, what, 20 minutes of him and I feel like everybody loved it. I know it's a 4-0 game. It's done. But still, you can see that how he can help the team at some point uh, this season and coming into the future. So I was glad to see Ricky Pucci there. Uh, how did you feel about it? Because, I mean, we, we, we don't get to see him very often. So today was at least 20 minutes. The last game was like five or, or less than that. So today he actually had time to show something. You know, I was thinking of other culés around the world just like screaming, like, yeah, we got this. <laughs> It's like a New Year's present, right? It's I like know. My, my brother was like, finally. I'm like, what happened? Pooch is coming in. Oh, okay. It's like the three wise men just dropped this pooch on Coleman and like, put him in, dude. Yeah. And, you know, he looks good, right? He came in for Pedri and he he provided a spark, you know. I'm actually, I'm pretty surprised he didn't come in in the Bibao game because uh, Pedri was kind of flat, right? It's like, well, if you don't have Pedri providing that spark and dynamicism, then, yeah. you know, you have to put Pooch in, right? It's Because he can provide that and he showed that today. I guess, I mean, Pedri scored the goal, so I guess Kuman was thinking about that when, when he didn't make that substitution. So uh, for this next week, like we said, we have Barcelona playing Real Sociedad on Wednesday. So that's the Supercopa. We talked about this tournament uh, in an episode last year uh, in December. This might be the, the closest thing we have to a title for Barca this season. And I'm excited because I want to see a Clásico, right? I would love to see a Clásico next Sunday in a final. That will remind me of those finals in the Copa del Rey a couple of years ago that were so feisty. So I want to see that. Hopefully Barcelona advances and hopefully Madrid uh, defeats uh, Athletic Bilbao. And, and we can have a, a Clásico on Sunday. You know, that that Clásico we had early in the year kind of left mm -hmm. a bad taste in my mouth. Yes. And uh, I, <laughs> I, won that I, I want a piece. You were Dude, we're totally trending up, you know, and I think uh, I think we're going to give them a, a run for their money. Hopefully. Hopefully Barcelona gets a couple of good games and we get the first title of the season. Maybe the only one. I mean, if they keep trending up, I don't know, PSG 
might be worried right now, but we'll talk about it. Those matches, that those are going to be at the end of February. And then in March is going to be the second game of that round trip against PSG. So thank you very guys. Uh, thank you guys for joining us today. Join our Patreon community. That's the best way to get all the content that we are producing here in Barca Talk. We are part of the Blaugranagram Podcast Network. We invite you as well to visit blaugranagram.com. There you can read all the articles and check uh, the other podcasts in this network, including ADN Barça, which I do with Mariana Guzman, who is in Barcelona. So thank you very much for joining us, and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you, Sergio. See you soon. We're out. Barça Talk is a production of Sounded Media with social media and promotion by 2.0 and part of the Blaugranagram Podcast Network. Until next time, Visca Barça. Podcast Network.